after probably 45 years, I really uh, found my purpose and my purpose is people. The first is the center humanistic culture focus. No, we really care about people. Welcome to Keep IT Healthy Podcast, a show hosted by people making things happen in technology, aiming to optimize healthcare delivery, health, well-being and fitness. My name is Jan Kaminski and I'm the co-founder of AppLover, a company dedicated to improving the quality of life with IT solutions and digital advisory. We started making this podcast to amplify great thinking to propel healthcare forward. Our guest today is Jamie Cervantes, founder of Liderality. Hi. Hello, Jan. How are you? I'm great. Good afternoon there. Good morning here in Mexico. It's very nice that, that you having me here. Thank you very much for receiving me. Uh, can you walk us through your uh, career journey from Vitalmex to, to founding Liderality and this path? Yes, of course. Uh, thank you for asking that. Well, um, uh, my career is, it's, uh, I am second generation of a family a family business, you name it already. The name is Beetlemax. And I I burned there. I I I was there since I remember. I don't know uh, I, I don't know myself without Beetlemax right now. No, Beetlemax is it's a platform that helps us, me and my brothers to grow. Of course my fathers to realize their purpose. Well it's a it's a very well known company in the market here in Mexico. One of the leaders in terms of um, healthcare treatments, surgery, most of them, and and well, I was there working for approximately 22 years, 15 years being CEO. I am now I am an ex-former CEO of Vitalmex. We decided to decided to institutionalize the company and um, having a professional management there, and because of that. Well, I am trying to, to follow and, and to follow my purpose. That is the, the, the teaching, the, the human development, and um, people is my people is my vocation. And then, because of that, I create a, a program that we call uh, humanistic leadership, and that program converted to liderality. That it's a it's a school business school of leadership. And, and well, uh, that's why we are uh, starting with this. Um, it's um, a new perspective, a new paradigm of how, how we can uh, use the leadership to create uh, wealth, uh, welfare and, and social common good. No? And in terms of studies, well, um, I study of everything, a lot of business things. No, uh, but well, I am a graphic designer, base that my 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 bachelor, and after that I studied a lot of diplomas, uh, um, uh, a big uh, a big program of uh, high management, and then I I I studied um, a master degree in Spain that is executive leadership, um, and then another master that is human development and now i am i am studying the phd in human development then if you see after probably 45 years i really found my purpose and my purpose is people that's why i am very focused in that thank you and uh well you mentioned a lot of topics but maybe we'll, we'll start with uh, vitalmex and you, you obviously you have a long story with with, with the company 
but could you tell us more about its main um, products and like what it what it sells and also your most significant contrib- contributions to, to the company? Yeah, okay. Well, Bitelmix, as I mentioned, is a family-owned business. Now we are uh, we have an, uh, a partner uh, that, that, that is a fund that comes from the United States. That the name is Australis. Then we already uh, already have the sixty percent of the company, and the fund has the forty percent of the company. And and well, you know that that healthcare uh, healthcare is a, a a right, a human right, and also as a human right, uh, in every country, uh, this kind of countries: Mexico, Brazil, uh, Greek. Uh, Poland, uh, Turkey, um, I don't know, Peru, Colombia, and all Africans, even India, um, the healthcare requirements and the demand of services, good quality services is very, 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 very high. Then uh, the purpose of Vitalmex, uh, it's in two ways. The first one is that Vitalmex is a platform to develop people. uh, The pretext is healthcare. But the second purpose is that the patient is in the center, and we really mean it. You no, know? um, as you see, you asked me what, what what was my contribution in Vitamix. Well, um, I am a human develop, development no, uh, developer. Then um, the, the the idea to have a, a, a patient center strategy was very philosophical. No, first the patient is a human being, and 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 they they have the rights the right to live very well you know with the better conditions possible then uh, my father started the company as a common distributor we had a lot of representations that we buy and sell in mexico the first 22 years uh, but he started doing some some uh, you know i will use the analogy as a puzzle you know then we have another piece and then we started to do service and then we started to do research and development we development we developed here in mexico uh, um, oxygenators for cardiac surgery and all the tubing sets also we uh, are manufacturing there since then since 46 years ago um, and then we m- my father create the idea to, well, what if we really try to to fulfill the requirements of the patient, the surgeons and the nurses in one time? And we created in 1999, the the company started in 1976, and then that period was a common distributor. But in 1999, we sold the the 60% of the company to to Coke Laboratories and Gambro, that it's a Sweden company. And when we, we reduce our, our, our scope only for surgery, then with that money, well, my father, my brother, and all another, another persons that are there created a, a, a concept that we call integrated services. That's the main product, Vitalmix. Now, 30 years ago, we developed the integrated services. That means that the social security in Mexico never buy, bought again a product. They bought a surgery per patient, no? a pay per patient, pay per procedure, effectively realized before then. 
everything that the patient requires in the, that moment should be there. Then we, we developed another logistic strategy that is the, the, the last mile of, of logistic that we imagine that our people, technicians that we have in every surgery room as a Uber, no, every surgery room, we, dele- we, we deliver um, the, the number of items that the surgery requires, the surgeon requires to attend that patient with the best quality possible. I don't know. It's a very abstract concept, but I don't know if, if it's clear for you. Yeah, I'm curious about what was the, the key to the to the company growth in Mexico and then after internationally. What, what, what's your take on that? Well, I can tell that um, we have a um, a triangle. I call it the the virtuous triangle. No, the first is the center humanistic culture focus. No, we really care about people, and well, the patients it's it's people. Patients are people. Then uh, the knowledge that we have to to have the information in our hands, in our table, to take decisions, to deliver the best quality service possible to the patients, the doctors, and the nurses. I think that's that's the main point. Knowledge. The second, it's our relationships. We have wonderful relationships for many many years in 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 our in our field and when i when i say relationships well i i'm talking a lot i'm talking about many stakeholders key key vendors key suppliers um key key uh, opinion leaders i mean the way the way how we related with with everyone it's, um, I cannot say that it's a win-win situation, but it's a very good negotiation between each other. Um, I give you an idea. I have a vendor that um, he, they, they were, in 20 years ago, they were resist, resistance to the channel because if you see the concept, Vitalmex now is a channel. We don't sell product. We use them. We use the products. Then... For the vendors, Vitalmex is a channel. It's not anymore the social security. Then as a channel, they were resisted to, to do business with us. Well, when, when, when they finally decide to do that, well, we have a, a, a grow for them exponentially of their sales every year. Never stop. No? Then the key issue is the the, the model in, in the, the how we relate it, how we how we create value for everyone, not only for Vitamix. We create value in human in human factor for people, for patients, for doctors, for for nurses. That tra- we train them, we we care of them, we we really worry about their their wealth. The other issue is that we create value in terms of uh, innovation. No, the chain of value it's completely full integrated. Now, uh, like an Amazon of healthcare, you know, from the A to the C, I, I am giving some <laughs> announcements and, and advertising for them. But, well, it's something similar. When somebody calls us and say, well, I need an stent, we have the stent. Well, I need a, I need a, a, a cannula. Well, we, we have the cannula. No, I need a suture of, of these millimeters and these characters. We have the suture. If they need a knife, we have the knife. If they need a retractor, the retractor. If they need a, a lamp, we have the lamp. If they need the loops, we have the loop. Every time 
everything on time for the for the surgery. Then the multi-branding, it's another concept that the chain of supply is full integrated. And then there is a lot of uh, backstage information system. No, we were the one, the first distributor, well, the first company in Mexico that 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 implements SAP HANA, SAP for HANA in five months in healthcare. How does Vitamax decide which areas of healthcare to focus on um, now? That's a great question. Well, uh, as I mentioned, we started with 50 representations and we reduced it to surgery. Then our main, our main four uh, focus uh, target markets are open surgery, minimal invasive surgery, and high specialty surgery. And we are starting to developing um, uh, specialized sterilization programs for critic areas because, well, it's a bottle of neck. If you see our model, we need to produce surgeries and more surgeries to give the, the population the, the, the accessibility, the opportunity and the disponibility of, of quality attention. Then because of that, it's very important to have everything on time and 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 well uh, if sterilization stop the process we lose we lose opportunity to attend a patient and of course we lose the possibility to invoice then um, we are developing a new product that is sterilization in critic areas what is your strategy for expanding uh, into those high complexity surgeries uh, surgeries like neurosurgery or and, and, and hemodynamic surgery or the ones you mentioned? Well, the strategy is the same one. Uh, of course, the economic scales are, the economics of scale, uh, scales of economics are very important for us. You know, we need volume to produce uh, earns for the governments. Then if we have volume, we can manage the cost, we can manage the delivery, we can manage the, the technique, and we also can manage the mix of products, uh, the mix of products uh, that are completely subordinated to the, to the, to the uh, well condition of the patient. Then uh, our strategy is that we have a great technology platform of statistics. We have a wonderful uh, strategy of costing, we have a ex extraordinary specialist, specialist people that design solutions for, for each new procedure that we introduce in our contracts. And, and well, because of that, the knowledge, of course, and the quality of service maintain us in the market. We, we resign, or how say uh, in English, we resign our contracts every three years for 46 years ago then we have a 98% of hit rate of uh, renovation contracts. Why? Because of that. Service, technology, people, technology, and knowledge at the same time. And how, how patient-centric Vitalmex was, was and how it is uh, today? Let me give you some statistics. Uh, we are producing in Mexico and U.S. around 700,000 surgeries per year. The only surgeries that we decided by vocation not to, to, to go inside of was trauma, osteosynthesis, and, and, and orthoprothesis. You know? 
there are very, very difficult markets for us and it's very complex to, to manage the inventory. But all others, elective procedures are in our portfolio of, of, of surgeries. Then if we, if we scale that numbers, we can say that probably in 30 years, we have been benefit uh, 25 million people around. Now then the, the center patient focus, the center patient philosophy is, is our purpose. Now that we have, we have four values, uh, integrity, humanity, collaboration, and, and welfare. Now then if, if, in, if in our business, we cannot fulfill these values uh, and, and give this welfare or wellness for the people, um, in, we, we say no, no, we, we pass. No, then, then it's a philosophical, um, a philosophical idea. No? In your opinion, how can the healthcare industry uh, in LATAM increase coverage of specialized surgeries in general? They need to, there is some things that we need to do in terms of uh, public policies. No, we need to change some paradigmas. For example, in some cases, uh, uh, I will tell Colombia. Colombia is doing a very great job with a model that is a capitation program, pay per annual patient service. Okay, and and the issue is that managing the cost, they are not articulated. Then our idea is to replicate this model of business everywhere. Then we started with USA and with Gimme in in Germany. Um, and well, you, you will say, why USA? Well, we, we already travel a lot for Latin America. I was, I was, I was in Colombia, in Peru, in Chile, in Argentina, also in Guatemala. We established some subsidiaries there, but we failed because we didn't know that the global strategy should be, uh, should be a, a, a point. No, then. Uh, it was very arrogant uh, trying to be there without helping, without help for a local. Then the first thing is try to work with that local guy and, and uh, how say, show, show them the benefits of our articulated model uh, business and then get, their, get them advice how to do that in their country. And of course, there are some issues that we need to fix. Well, public policies, regulatory issues, and then change the paradigm of the managers that are working at that moment in, the, in that government. Um, and well, it's knocking the door and, and talk about our benefits all the time, probably doing some pilot programs, bringing them to Mexico to see how articulated services reduce the cost of healthcare. And, and well, we are very close to do that. We are very close to do that in USA uh, and, and, and it's, it's working. No, we are not turning around. But okay, but for example, how does your system increase efficiency and cost effectiveness in the healthcare industry? When you put when you put the patient in the center and you uh, you understand that the factor of your the factor of use of the goods that are required inside of the surgery it's it's a big data information we have thirty years thirty years of of information 
in terms of any kind of surgery that I mentioned. You know? Then uh, the idea is to reduce the, the reduce the items that are required of in a patient that are not really necessary. I give you I give you an example. Um, Ten years ago or fifteen years ago, we had a factor of yours of three point five stents per patient per procedure. No, with us now the factor of yours is one one point seven stents per patient per procedure. How we do that? Because we know that in some cases we use five stents, in some cases it's only required one. But we need to train the doctors to, to uh, um, how say, increase the abilities in their techniques. We, we train our people to have, the, to have the, 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 the stents available. Imagine the, manage, the managing of the inventory. We have one patient, we need to have the complete, uh, the complete sizes of everything to that patient, but they will use only one. But if they don't have it, they will improvise and they will use one or two to to well to to fill the gap. No, with us there is no there is no gap in terms of products. Then we use the woods in a proper way. We use the the woods in a quantity that is really required. We know the etiology and the statistics of the patient, and then we propose not historically. We propose a model. Of, of inventory planning and delivery every 24 hours to reduce in between 25 and 42% of the expenses of the state in, 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 in the coverage. Of course, the state says, well, I am spending more money. Well, that's your, that's your obligation. If you reduce 42% of, of, of the cost in woods, well, use it in patients. You need to pay for the patients then, but but how? But you were planning in the historical way, but you plan uh, with the budget based, not with the theology of the real demand that is needed in the country. Then I don't know if I, I don't know if I answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know that's but 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 let's come back uh, for a second because you also. You were talking about the articulated articulated service model, and for for our audience, could you expand and explain on how this model works? So, articulated service model works, um, how it works in general, and its advantages over the integral model. The articulation it's an art. No, we articulated knowledge. We articulated we articulate elements. We articulate woods. We articulate also people. For example. There are some surgeries like transplant that there in in Tabasco, that is a little state of Mexico. There are not there are no doctors trained to do transplants. Then we deliver also a team of transplant treatment with ICU treat a team. No, and that it's articulated in the paper procedure. Then there is no excuse to attend that patients in Tabasco or in Chiapas that are very poor states in Mexico. If they contract us, they contract us with everything included. Then the articulation is what are the elements that the patients require to be attended? 
and that's the change of this, the, the change in the mindset. What are the elements, not the products, what are the elements that the patient requires to be attended? Let me give you an idea. One time in Veracruz, in one contract, we do a diagnosis about uh, capacity install of the infrastructure of the of the state of Veracruz, and they 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 had a very bad installation in terms of air conditioning in ORs. Then we include the air conditioning in the OR, and we uh, prorotate that cost in between the number of procedures that they require. If we are earning 25 to 42% of the cost, in some cases we can absorb that uh, added value. Then we put all the, we put all the, the, the air conditionings because it was impossible to operate in that room because of the humidity of the height and the high temperatures. Then when we did that, uh, Immediately, we could start start operating patients. N nothing to do with nothing to be with. Uh, how to say? Uh, we already designed. We have already in that moment. We we designed the the model of delivery, but the problem was a air conditioning situation. Now, then, if you think that you need to put the elements that the patient required to be attended that's articulation where do you see the biggest uh, opportunity in the healthcare uh, market in mexico uh, right now we should move to 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 the capitation model uh, program i mean if we are talking about transplants for example uh, we we have the the 22 centers that produce the 90% of the transplant in the country in our service. We have a very big contract with the government, with the three institutions that, that really produce more transplants. But we have a, a, a problem in terms of education. Mexico, the culture of Mexico is not oriented to, to donate the, the organs. No, then we should do something in terms of education uh, and help the government to... to to promote this health new mindset to say, if, if, if you pass away, donate your organs. No? Then we also need to, to articulate in our chain of supply model, the procreation of the organs. No? That means the logistics should be included. The doctors that will, that will take care about the organ, bring the organ as soon as possible and bring it well no, and, and, and then deliver the, the organ into the surgery room with everything included. Then we connect that moment with our, our actual articulated services uh, and, and we produce the surgery and then we finish the surgery and we need to connect our service. Now we are only in this part, in, in transoperatory. Then I am talking about preoperatory and, and then post-operatory. And then sign a contract with the state in, in which the immunosuppressors medicines should be included. No? Then they could pay us per year and evaluate our efficiency of the treatment for that patient every year. No? Then 
if you include all these in 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 one contract should be an extraordinary benefit for for the population and for the government they will reduce a lot of costs because now they are in they are improvisate improvisation they are doing a lot of improvisation because they have a lack of knowledge in how to articulate the chain of supply they integrate the chain of supply they don't have the software they don't have the technology they don't have the knowledge to articulate everything then that's a little example in which we can move to the 5.0 uh, uh, version of articulation. Can you expand on the Domex's plan to leverage its leadership position in the public sec sector to venture in the private market? And uh, that's, I mean, that's um, that's one thing. And uh, the the second is. Uh, how is Vitamex helping to bridge the gap between the public and private sectors in healthcare in Mexico, but not only, also internationally? Okay, one of our strategy is diversification. You know? Then, because of that, we invited our our new partners, our fund, to have the the, the capital to do some investments outside of Mexico, like Gimme and surgical solutions in USA to replicate our model in that in that countries. With Gimme, we have access to 65 countries through our distributors. Then one idea is could we could we could change the mindset of our distributor with the with the with the storytelling that we have of Vitalmex, some markets. I am I, I was covered the market also around the world. For example, Turkey, it's a great opportunity. Uh, East Europe is a great opportunity. Greek, uh, with all the problems that they have that, that, that countries, no, as Mexico. But well, we have put some distributors there that could be uh, thinking the possibility to, to, to move to the articulated services. Then when we acquire Gimme, we acquire an installed base of distributors everywhere. Also, we acquire uh, the technology. The technology is amazing. Now we are the leaders in minimal invasive surgery in Mexico. Now we have uh, uh, we have a lot of towers installed in our country, more than anybody else, and the doctors are using our our technology everywhere. Then, um, and we are not selling equipment. We are using our equipment. No, but we, of course, we buy from gimme a lot of goods that we require for do our for do our our model of business here in mexico uh, the second acquisition is um, surgical solution uh, most of the market in usa is private it's private market no and we already have 30 hospitals in which we are doing private uh private private strategies and and well Surgical solution. We are trying to to to. We are in a turnover uh, situation because we are integrated integrating cultures and we are integrating now technologies and knowledge between them and us. And we are comparing the the the. We are comparing how we do service articulated service in Mexico and how can we do service articulated services in USA. And we are learning. We're learning about it, no? And they are learning about us. And probably in one year, two years more, uh, the company 
uh, have an extraordinary potential private market. They could be ten times, ten times Mexico in terms of in terms of uh, uh, how to say population of attention. No, then uh, if we go through that private market, we reduce the risk of the country of Mexico country because uh, well. The comparison is that Mexico has 85% of concentration in public market and 15% in private market. And in US, it will be 100%. Then if we uh, deploy the potential of USA in terms of productivity, number of patients attended, uh, well, it could be 20 times uh, bigger than Mexico. Our main objective is to, to to focus in, in the growth in the USA market, because as I mentioned minutes ago, Mexico has 80% of the turnover concentrated in government and 15% in private market. But the private market in Mexico, it's very little, you know? but still that we are knocking the door, trying to do articulated services there uh, uh, through three strategies very personalized solution, iterated, articulated services. And as a distributor of many, many brands, sell products as, as always. In USA, it will be different because the potential of USA is four times bigger than Mexico. Then if we really invest in that company, we will grow a lot. And after USA, we will try to find another market in terms of economical space uh, based, for example, India, Turkey, Brazil, Colombia, Peru, Kenya, etc. Big markets, East Europe together, uh, it will be a great possibility. But well, first, we need to grow USA four times. <laughs> but how is Vitamex addressing the deficit in specialized areas, but uh, such as neurology? and cardiology. Creating infrastructure, helping the government to develop and the private market to, to develop uh, synergies between themselves. As you can imagine that we can play ping pong, ping pong in ORs, private ORs in Mexico. No, they are completely, uh, they have a wonderful infrastructure, but they are completely empty of of productivity. If we can socialize the private infrastructure without an state, uh, how say, absorption, it will be a great opportunity to help that kind of surgeries bring up, bring up, no, uh, and grow. But there is a lack of surgeons. There is a lack of infrastructure. There is a lack of training, and but. We are doing very well. We train around 15,000 surgeons per year. And we are the leaders in, in cardiovascular, endocardiovascular treatments. Okay, then imagine that we cover all the country, everywhere with our service, our training. Then we are increasing every year around 30% of capacity installed to attend this kind of patients. But except, I mean, I want to also get into that because I know it's, it's, it's a really, I mean, you've been, you, you, you were involved for a really long time in the company. 
And uh, I also want to hear more like a personal angle. And, and like what interests me the most at the personal, let's say, experience is like, how does your personal experience as the second generation of uh, Vitomex and like since it, it was a family owned business, if, you know, inform your approach to, to, to business leadership, how, how, how was it? Can you share some insights about the succession process in a family b business based on obviously your personal uh, experience? Okay. Uh, thank you for asking that. Uh, it's a very big question. Um, well, the only thing that I can share with you is that I am, I have a lot of gratitude of, uh, what my parents did, you know, because the legacy of this company, it's a very social, it's very social. Even when we are not anymore involved in the operation, Vitalmex is so big and it's more and more, it's more big than the family, that the Cervantes family. Then we decided together not to have a succession plan to the family. And that was, uh, it, it has a duality. It was sad because every leader wanted to be in front of a, in a very successful company. And that was sad for me. And it was hard to, to assume and understand. I passed for very, very difficult moments. But now I can realize that it's one of the best decisions that we can do uh, in terms of family. And then the succession plan was very successful to the, to the, the new administration. Now we decided to institutionalize the company because we need, we need capital to, to expand our model of business to other countries. And with our own pocket, it, it would be impossible. Then we sold the 40% of the company and with the, with the new partner, partners, they brought uh, a lot of order, but 10 years before I started working with, with the team that is now managing the company, the, CEO, the, the, the actual CEO, Luisa Suarez, and, the, and her team was working with us, with me, for 20 years. Then uh, it's, it's like family. Then the, the issue is that, well, the, the company is in a very good hands with a very good talent. The key issue, you, you asked me, what is the real key issue? Well. The key issue is people, the talent, investing people, having long-term relationships that really create value together for them and for us. And then after that, well, uh, uh, you, you, you will face a very hard decision like this one. Now, of course, I was very excited to be the president of the board or the, the, the new control over. Well, it wasn't possible. My, my father was strong that time. He was... He wanted to, to work uh, more years and he felt very strong. And then, well, the time passed away and, and, and we decided to institutionalize the company. Well, the, the institute, institutionalization program, it's a very successful one. Our government model, it's one that we can share to everywhere. It could be a case of a study because it's very well designed with a lot of rules but with very flexible way of managing. And the board and the management, it's surrounded or it's, uh, how to say, it's filled of very talented people, very talented people, including us. 
uh, well, I am not. I am saying that the, the Cervantes family, of course, is the founder, and I was working there for twenty years, year, twenty-two years. Uh, but now the company, I think, has great potential to be a global company, and probably we can keep a part of of our our shares, being very proud of of, of that being um, a minority shareholders of a big, big social uh, revolutionary model of business for many countries that really need this product. And that is bigger than my sadness, no? But it's difficult to understand, Jan. You, you, you see, if psychologically speaking, well, talking about emotions, it's, it's, um, it's difficult. But in some cases, you need to do the right Thing even even when your emotions are against it, no. That that's a, a, a philosophy that I have right now. Right, um, and the managers you mentioned you've been working with some for ten years. And where did you find them? Was it like how do you, you know, uh, find the top managers that will then lead the company that that has grown significantly? As all, as everybody, some of them. Are, uh, came to knock the door when when they finished the university. I'm talking about 25 years ago. No, uh, but the real the real answer of this 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 question is: you can find good talent on the way. It's not that well. I will reach. I will do my research and I will find someone. And then I will keep it. You need to give immediately when you invite someone to work with you, you need to give the confidence in all dimensions. And then observe on the way if he's the right person or not. And well, in my case, my leadership style is very humanistic. It's very uh, bonding oriented. Now, then during the years, I create very profound bonds with these talented people. And then we are working now for 25 years together. It's like, it's, it's not a family, but it's a kind of family, you see? But it became a family. It became a family. We have very hard conversation, very difficult conversation. We have great successful uh, uh, moments, but we have also difficult conversation, wonderful moments, successful moments. And you need to be patient. You need to, to, to enjoy the time together and, and think that the people is, is not disposable. We have problems inside of us and you need to manage them. And of course, it could end like this because Jamie is a fantastic speaker and his thoughts are very interesting. So you will hear the second part of our conversation in two weeks in the next episode of Keep IT Healthy App Lovers Podcast. See you then, I hope. Stay in touch with us, subscribe to our podcast, give us a like, comment, or share. If you want to reach out personally, you can find me on LinkedIn and Instagram.